ओम नमो भगवते वसुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वसुदेवाय ओम माय बाउ टू द लॉर्ड वसुदेवा जॉय टू यू फ्रेंड्स इन द सेकंड चैप्टर एंड द सेकंड स्टैंड्स ऑफ दैट सेकंड चैप्टर <clears throat> we read the lord said whence o arjuna your despondency in this hour of decision such behavior is unseemly in such a noble soul it will not lead to heaven and here on earth moreover it will bring you disgrace the thing the interesting thing is that those who many people turn away but uh, i did not turn away but those who do if you lose heaven you lose everything you don't have respect from people you lose your happiness the master said that when people leave the spiritual path they remember the peace that they have felt and their lives become hell you know you can't you don't have that you can't find pleasure in the world anymore you've seen through it and what what can you do if there is a hell in this world it's those who know that they should be doing better than they are hell is relative but when you know that you should be feeling love for god and you feel none and yet you wish you did i remember master talking about one time there was a two avocado trees in uh, the on the grounds at mount washington one on the either side of a path and he said there was a very devout person living here and he um i said one time this bush this this avocado tree represents me that one represents this man and he said one of us will leave the path and whoever it is that tree will die well that other tree died and shortly afterwards that man left the path it's a very interesting thing that there should be this contact between man and growing things like that one time in fact just to cut to another subject briefly somebody there was a tree that was dying but still alive on the grounds and one of the gardeners cut it down and master was very sorry about that he said you will see the death of that tree means the beginning of my own the end of my own life i don't understand that but this is what happened anyway he said this man was very devoted but he fell owing to a desire for and then he paused a moment money and that pause gave each one of us a chance to think of his own delusion his own difficulty and what he was fighting so um i saw that man i think it was that man i didn't know but he told me he had been very devoted and yet he looked quite unhappy then when you have peace of mind and you lose it then you're you fall into disgrace with yourself not just with other people this is the worst of sinning that you blame yourself don't ever say i am a sinner never say i am bad say i have erred say yes you must say that but a better thing to say is you erred through me god because he's dreaming this whole thing master said you god likes that when you give him the the blame for what you do most people would say oh that would be terrible to do 
But no, it's not, because when you give your blame, when you, you don't blame God, but you give him the responsibility for your mistakes, then you find that you're opening yourself to his grace. The trouble with most people is that when they make a mistake, uh, especially if they're devotees, they sort of, oh, I hope you didn't see that, God. Well, of course he saw it. He did it through you. And if you can say, you are the doer, even of my mistakes, then you will find yourself open more and more to his bliss and his blessings. Many years ago, because our guru had told us that when we lecture, we should feel that God is talking through us. And I remember one time I was talking in the church in Hollywood, and the church was full. And um, this was quite a few years after I met him, about 1955 perhaps. Anyway, I thought, well, Master told us that when we speak, we should let God speak through us. So let me just shut up and let him talk through me. Well, I stood there for two minutes. If you're ever in a situation where you're lecturing to people and you don't speak for two minutes, everybody will think you've frozen with fear. I wasn't frozen at all. I was just comfortably um, waiting for God to say something. A friend of mine in the audience was just perspiring, thinking I had, I had frozen. But uh, finally I decided God wasn't going to speak through me, and uh, therefore I would have to speak. And I remembered then my guru's statement, I will will, I will act, I will reason, I will will, I will act, but guide thou my reason, will, and activity to the right path in everything. So we do have to act, but we have to ask God to inspire us. We have to ask God to work through us. Nothing that I've done, and I've done a number of things in my life, has been done just as automatic writing myself, sitting back and you do it, God, and I won't do anything. I've had to act, but at the same time I've acted with the feeling of an actual flow. The more you try to tune into his blessings and guidance, the more you feel that flow happening so that you really don't need to worry. When I began these shows, the 41 shows ago it was, um, I had no idea what I was going to do. For months I had planned to do something for the television or for internet or something on the Bhagavad Gita. And I had no idea how to do it. And I, I kept thinking I ought to prepare, I ought to think, I ought to plan for this thing. It just wouldn't come. God wouldn't let me think about it. And then when the moment came, I didn't have to think, there it was. I have seen this happen again and again. When you let God do everything, when you let him be the doer of everything, you find more and more your life becomes purified. It becomes rightly directed. You don't have to worry about being a sinner or anything. You're a child of God. You belong to him. And everything that you do that is not of him, if you open yourself to him, he will purify you. You can't purify yourself. Before I met my guru, it was such a job just trying to correct one fault. I realized I needed help. And that's why I came to Yogananda. Sometimes people have said to me, do you have to have a guru? My answer is, no, you don't at all. Forget the whole idea. But if ever you want God, and if ever you reach the point of realizing how helpless you are to change and uplift yourself, 
then you do need a guru. So I realized that I was just absolutely desperate. By the time I met guru, my guru, I remember I was sitting in the same room and I had said to him, I want to be your disciple. And he spent a half an hour just sort of looking into my karma and seeing. But in my mind, I was thinking, you have to accept me. You have to accept me. I, I can't say it out of the air. I just weep. But you must. I was like an overripe fruit. I was desperate. And thank God he saw that desperation and he accepted me immediately. But anyway, remember, this battle is there. And, uh, well, we'll go on talking about it in the next talks. Joy to you.